0: Well, hey, everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We'll all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good from scriptures, to devotional excerpts, to song lyrics, to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, We all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast where we connect every Friday so that together, we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode is the second in our new season where we're transitioning over to a weekly interview with author friends of mine who have amazing stories of redemption and restoration. Those whose lives have been redeemed and restored by God in a way that encourages us to trust Him more and recognize His faithfulness. My guest this week is Carol Kent. She is a best-selling author and an international speaker for conferences and retreats. She's the executive director of the Speak Up Conference, an event committed to helping people develop their speaking and writing skills. And just saying, I am a huge fan of that conference and we support it as a sponsor every year. She and her husband Gene have founded the nonprofit organization Speak Up for Hope, which benefits inmates and their families. Carol holds a master's degree in communication arts and a bachelor's degree in speech education. Carol has trained Christian speakers for over 25 years and has been a featured speaker at Women of Faith, Extraordinary Women, and Women of Joy Arena events. She's the author of over 25 books, including the best-selling When I Lay My Isaac Down, Tame Your Fears, and Becoming a Woman of Influence. Her two newest titles are a 365-page devotional titled He Holds My Hand and Staying Power. You will be amazed by her incredible story of redemption and restoration, So, hey, I am filming the introduction to this week's broadcast and podcast at a beautiful spot on the water here at the Florida Christian Writers Conference. I actually tried filming it in front of the correctional facility we passed by on our way here because it's a great tie into Carol's story, but the security guards were not too happy about that. So, hey, take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more folks can find this podcast and be encouraged. Or you may even know someone who needs to hear this message. So please share the link with others. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel and see the video version of the podcast and connect with the conversations happening over there. So just type into your browser redeemedandrestored.tv and you'll find the video broadcast there. So, hey, let's get started. Well, Carol Kent, welcome to season two of Redeemed and Restored, where we are featuring dynamic illustrations of the Lord redeeming and restoring and oh my goodness, your story is over the top in this department. So welcome to the podcast broadcast today. It's just a blessing to have you on.
1: Thank you so much, Athena. It is always a privilege to be on the air with you.
0: Amen. So since you're and I didn't know the backstory of your best-selling book, When I Lay My Isaac Down, but share with us just a a little bit of the journey of the different yes. revisions that have been made since it came out in 2004.
1: Well, many people who have met me in the past know that in 1999, our lives were turned upside down by the arrest of our son, who was a Naval Academy graduate, who married a previously married woman with two young, beautiful, vulnerable daughters. Multiple allegations of abuse were involved uh, regarding the biological father. And our son, unbeknownst to us, began to unravel mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that year, we got an October call, almost 22 years to the day, From this state, when you and I are talking right now, that our son had shot and killed his wife's first husband. We went through two and a half years and seven postponements of the trial before JP, that's what we call him, his name is Jason Paul, before he was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. So in 2004, five years later, NAV Press published the first edition of When I Lay My Isaac down. And it went through several printings and seemed to hit a chord with anybody who had known great loss, who needed to relinquish what he or she loved most to the God who loved them even more than whoever or whatever their Isaac represented. And 10 years later, Uh, NAF Press asked if I would add a chapter on perseverance, because sometimes we don't get the answers to our prayers in the timing we want or in the way we want. And we can talk about that later. And uh, then that came out then in two in 2014. And just last year for the first time, when I lay my Isaac down was released in paperback with a study guide in the back. So small groups and individuals can work through scripture that will help them deal with their own Isaac experiences. So this book, I pray will keep touching lives and helping hurting people.
0: Amen. So you touched on the story and I mean, there's so much more to it. But I, I want to mm-hmm. kind of focus on, you know, so often, we think God is just gonna, you know, uh, provide a miracle, and everything's going to be back to normal. And he didn't do that. In this case, you've been persevering for quite a, a long time, hoping that God would deliver him from that prison sentence. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's left him there, to do some amazing things. Tell us a little bit about how you struggled with the redemption piece Mm -hmm. of the story when it didn't go the way you wanted.
1: Well, Athena, I'm a preacher's kid. So I grew up in the church and I've always believed that we have this God of the impossible, the, the one who can do anything. And so I prayed with great faith, believing that after a long period of incarceration, that Jason might one day walk in freedom because of good behavior and all he has contributed to the prison system. And that has not happened. We have a, a law and an opportunity in Florida where you can go through what's called the clemency process and request an eventual end of sentence date. Jason has been through that process twice with amazing recommendations and two inches thick of letters of of people who have supported him and said how much good he's done on the inside. But uh, the governor and those who are in our cabinet uh, just absolutely rejected any possibility of giving him an eventual end of sentence date. And we have had to come to the sad and disheartening and at times discouraging place of saying, God, why? And then we've had to come to that place of praying as we do in the Lord's prayer. Lord, have mercy. Thy will be done. God, you are sovereign. You're in control. I am not the boss of this situation. You have chosen to be glorified in a different way than we ever could have imagined. And we have to say It is good because your hand has been on it. Mm. That is so
0: powerful because (laughs) we all think, you know, when we pray for miracles, that God's just going to make everything bad go away and make everything good. And that's not how he works. He doesn't refine us nearly to the degree we need it when things are going well.
1: Well, Athena, it is, it is so remarkable to me to see how God redeems. And I love your whole theme because the whole idea of being redeemed and restored is so profound in our story because uh, God never planned what happened. He never goes against his words. So I like people to understand uh, what Jason would tell you today is he began to make an idol out of his own ability to protect his daughters, rather than trusting in God alone and teaching them to dial 911 and to run. And he would tell you, I am paying a severe price for the choice I made. But God does not waste those bad choices that we have made when we choose to come Come to him in repentance and ask that he will give us wisdom as to how we can use the broken pieces of our past and bring restoration and healing. So I'm so excited to see what he is doing today behind the razor wire. I call him my missionary on the inside. And uh, it is so thrilling to see the ways God is using him for good and for God's purposes where he is. Mm.
0: So unpack that a little bit, just how, you know, as you and Gene have gone and been faithful to go and do whatever you can to support him in his ministry now on the inside. And I mean, there's been all sorts of things that have come out of that, that were probably a little bit unexpected
1: very and it is a redemptive story we launched a nonprofit organization called speakupforhope.org and it it is especially aimed at helping those who are incarcerated, and the families of those who are incarcerated, in addition to training people for evangelism and Bible teaching globally. And we are seeing Jason use his education from the, the Naval Academy. Uh, he is so well-equipped to teach, to mentor, and to lead men. And so right now, he is teaching in the re-entry program, and he's been president of the gavel club, which is Toastmasters on the inside, teaching these inmates how to communicate effectively. And Athena, I have to chuckle because (laughs) you are very involved in our Speak Up Conference where we equip uh, people to speak and write for God's glory. And you've been such a champion of that. And I feel like Jason is a chip off the old block because he's training men on the inside to communicate. And uh, right now he's president of the American Legion, which would be the military, Former military men on his compound, and they probably have 50 of them at his prison, and he is leading them, and uh, they, they are doing all kinds of acts of kindness on the compound, brainstorming about how they can help others and, and encourage each other. He teaches Bible studies, and uh, he's brought almost 2,000 inmates through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University course, teaching them how to to plan out a budget, how to balance a checkbook. And I love watching him share his faith with men. So on a practical level, here's some of what I call the fun stuff that because of the nonprofit, my husband, Gene and Jason and I get to work on. Equipment breaks down in prisons all the time, and the funding isn't there. And there is no air conditioning in Florida prisons, and it gets to over a hundred degrees in the cells during the hot summer, and the fans break down. And so Jason and Jean this week were ordering 10 fans, commercial grade fans to be in the dormitories at the prison where he is. And that is one of those things that touches the hearts of men. When people care about how their comfort is, that opens them then to hear the gospel or to join a Bible study and to hear about how Jesus can make a difference in their lives. So often, in addition to ordering Bible study materials and DVD players and and, uh, study resources for these men, we are also supplying them with practical things that help their life to be improved so they know that Christians care about them. And it has been a thrill to see what happens. We supply them with greeting cards so they can send a real birthday card to their family members or a real Christmas card or a Mother's Day card to their moms. And Athena, one of those things that touches me is only 5% on average of inmates had loving fathers. So we need almost no Father's Day cards because these men mostly had absentee dads or abusive fathers, but oh, do they need Mother's Day cards? Because mama's always there. A wife might leave them, a sister might leave them, but mama's there, so they, they really reach out. But Athena, when I'm in the visitation area, I'll have an inmate come up to me and say, your son led me to Jesus. Or they'll say, I can't tell you what a difference it makes. When when Jason is in charge of a program here, uh, he's a leader. Men listen to him. And he knows how to dispel anger and diffuse all of the kinds of fights that can break out on the compound. He's a strong man and a strong Christian. And, Athena, that brings joy to this mama's heart. Oh, my
0: goodness. And he, I don't know, that just your description of him is how I see you. You're a strong Uh leader, but you're very, you know, you're approachable, compassionate, you know, just the kind of person who brings peace in a room.
1: And that's... (laughs) You are so kind. It it was so precious to me. A mother came up to me in the visitation area and she, she then looked at Jason who was sitting right next to us. She said, are you the Jason Kent I've been hearing about? And he said, well, I'm Jason Kent. And she said, my son has told me how you have shared Jesus with the men here. And she said, I just want you to know It makes a difference that your family is in this visitation area. I watch you buying snacks for some of the other inmates who don't have money. And I've been told that you put money in their accounts for the basics of personal hygiene items and postage stamps. She said that makes such a difference to have Christians who care here. Thank you. And she had tears running down her cheeks. And Athena, it just reminded me that we're not home yet. You know, Jason may be incarcerated for the rest of my lifetime, but as he would tell you, after his his one of his applications for clemency was rejected, I went to see him and I said, "Honey, I know the men were fasting and praying for you," and uh, I I was just sobbing. I w- I was making his his uniform. I call it a uniform. You know, it's his his jailhouse blues. I was making it wet with my tears, and he said, "Mom." mom, don't be sad. He said, if we had gotten favor, we might've thought it was because we had the best attorney. We might've thought it was because we had the favor of politicians, but the way this has happened, the only way I will ever walk in freedom again is when God says I've served enough time and I can serve him better on the outside than I can on the inside. Athena, then he paused and he said, and mom, life is short like this, we're all home. And he said, we'll all be walking in freedom and it won't be long. And uh, Athena, one of our coworkers at Speak Up, one of our faculty member members just passed away from COVID last week, 50 years old. And I'm realizing here was this vibrant, dynamic believer who poured so much energy into those we serve as speakers and authors who love Jesus. And her life is gone in a second, seemingly prematurely. But God knows how much time we have left. And whether it's behind the wire for, for Jason, the razor wire, or walking in freedom, I know he is going to be serving the Lord and I am rejoicing in his testimony, so sorrowful for the family that lost their loved one, but rejoicing that Jason is now um, forgiven, a forgiven man, and he is living for Jesus. Mm.
0: Now, the one thing I always remember is when you tell the story of the t-shirts, because oh, that's yes. another. It's another layer
1: what oh God is doing. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, Athena, I'm married to a very compassionate man. And I was doing the laundry and I noticed that Jean's pile of black T-shirts was getting shorter. And I said, honey, I know dryers eat socks, but I don't think they eat black T-shirts. And I said, what's happening? He said, you'll find out soon enough. Well, a couple of weeks later, we were standing in the long visitation line. It often takes two hours to get through the security process because it is not an efficient system. And I saw a woman turned away. And she was sobbing and she too had waited her time to get to the front of the line. But the rules had changed and she was wearing a sleeveless blouse. And they had just put out a new guideline saying that visitors, female visitors could no longer wear sleeveless shirts or white shirts. And she had on a white sleeveless blouse. And suddenly I noticed that Jean had disappeared from where we were standing in line. And I looked out at the parking lot and our trunk was open. And I saw the trunk lid come down, and then he emerged holding a black T-shirt. He walked up to the woman. He said, ma'am, here, put this on and go to the front of the line. Have a wonderful visit with your family. It's my gift to you today. Well, he came back to where I was standing, and I said, so that's what's been happening to your T-shirts. And he looked down, and he said, "Mm, it's my ministry, Well, a month later, I was in Wisconsin speaking at a women's event, and I shared that story since it had happened so recently. One month later, there was a big box on my front porch. I opened it up. It was filled with black t-shirts with a note in the top of the box. Dear Carol, I recently heard you speak in Wisconsin and heard about your husband's gift to the woman who needed a a different shirt to wear inside the prison. I work for Jansport and I can purchase black t-shirts very inexpensively. Please use this donation toward your husband's t-shirt ministry through his trunk Mm -hmm. distribution program. I Mm -hmm. pray it will bless some lives. And you know, from that day to this, Athena, Jean has been passing out black t-shirts and usually, one or two times every weekend, we are waiting to get through security. There is someone who needs one of those t shirts. And it has been an ongoing encouragement to so many family members of inmates who would have to drive 20 miles to Walmart, shop for an appropriate shirt, put it on come back to the prison and wait in line again to see their loved ones. So I'm very blessed with a compassionate man and people through speak up for hope have now been contributing to the t-shirt program. Who would have guessed that God
0: could work that out of such loss and such, you know, despair with just, It just blows my mind how creative our God is that he could give you and JP and Gene, all three of you, such (laughs) thriving and amazing ministries, all in a total redemption and restoration of a horrible decision.
1: Yes, a terrible choice. A wicked and heinous choice. And Jason would be the first to say that. And and Athena, probably one of the most redemptive stories that has come out of this is that I was speaking in Griffin, Georgia one weekend, and I had shared our story. A week later, I received an email from a woman who was there saying, Carol, I looked your son up on the internet after I got home and I saw he's incarcerated in the same prison for the man who murdered my mother 13 years ago is serving his life sentence. His name is Matthew Ben Rodriguez. She said, I've been praying for him to come to faith. And uh, she said, do you think Jason would try to share the gospel with him? And uh, I'm not able to initiate calls to our son. I respond to digitized collect calls. So I printed the letter, mailed it to the prison. A few days later, I was at a visit. I said, Jason, do you know Matt Rodriguez? He smiled. He said, Mom, he's one of my best friends. He's in my biblical counseling class. He said he doesn't live in my quad, so I couldn't see him immediately. But after biblical counseling class, I said, "Hey Matt, is your middle name Ben?" He said, "Well, yeah. How would you know that?" He said, "Matthew Ben Rodriguez." He said, "Yes." He said, "Well, then, Matt, I have a, a letter for you." And Jason handed him the letter from the the daughter of the woman he murdered in a botched robbery in Saint Petersburg, Florida, saying that she was praying for him to come to faith, and it was thrilling. Jason said, Matt's a dynamic believer and he's going to be at visit today because his sister's coming. You'll get to talk to him. And so Matt came out a half hour later, hugged his sister, came over with tears streaming down his cheeks, got on his knees and looked up at me and he said, Mrs. Kemp, thank you for that letter. I had already written a five page letter. letter to Tammy Wilson and her family asking for their forgiveness, but I've had no address to send it to. Would you ask Tammy if she would receive the letter? I said, I sure will, Matt. I emailed Tammy that night. She sent back her address. And since that day, multiple letters have passed back and forth from Matt and Tammy Wilson and Matt and her sister, Kim, and Matt and the brother, Patrick, who was in high school when his mother was murdered. And there has been forgiveness and redemption and reconciliation. Praise God. That, whoo, I hadn't heard that one. That's amazing.
0: Okay, so... We could keep talking for at least another hour, but we're going to wrap this up with your favorite redemption and restoration scripture.
1: Would you share that with us? I would love to. It's Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Wow.
0: That is what we have been hearing about, streams in the wastelands.
1: Wow. Woo. That's <laughs> hard not to get weepy over that. Oh, Thank you, my friend. You've been a prayer warrior and a cheerleader for our whole family since the day I met you, and you are loved. Mm, well,
0: and you. And so if we have some people listening or watching today and they want to f- connect with you on social media or uh, on yes. your website, tell us where to go.
1: They can go on Instagram or Twitter to at Carol Kent Speaks. Carol Kent Speaks on Facebook, author Carol Kent. And I would just love to connect with you. If you would like to send an email, go to carolkent.org. And if you'd like information on our ministry to inmates and their families and for spreading evangelism globally, speak up for hope speak up for written out for hope.org.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with me today. It has just been an absolute delight and so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you, Carol.
1: You are so welcome. God bless you, Athena. Keep up the great work. You too.
0: So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who can use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.